Welcome to Get With IT, a podcast by IT Ops Times. The host today is Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of IT Ops Times. Hey everyone, yes, this is Get With IT, the weekly podcast of IT Ops Times. Today, the conversation is gonna be about four pillars of multi-cloud management. Uh, Joining me today is James Harper. He's with a cloud cost management platform provider called Vertana. James, how are you doing today? I am doing great. David, thank you for having me with you on your show today. Yeah, I love the enthusiasm. Sounds good. Um, Good. So we were talking just before uh, we came on about this uh, uh, issue of uh, infrastructure performance management, where a lot of observability companies uh, seem to be moving in that direction, saying if you really want a true understanding of what your customer experience is like, uh, you have to know what the network is doing. You have to know what the internet is doing and, and some other things that haven't traditionally been tracked. So uh, let me just start off by asking you, you know, how did Vertana come to this uh, come to this spot? Uh, tell us a little about, about what the company is about and, and how you uh, picked up on this. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so you mentioned something at the very beginning, which I thought was interesting, was, was uh, around our uh, cloud cost management capabilities. And that was actually a, a set of capabilities that came much later in our uh, growth and uh, development as an organization. Uh, we started really focused on storage, uh, being able to provide organizations and IT leaders with deep insight into how their uh, their storage performed um, and how quickly they'd be able to get data on and off and and then how that connected with uh, with the rest of their infrastructure. And as we dove into this and talked with customers, we found that, hey, you can't just solely rely on on storage insights. You have to have compute. You have to have network. And and then you have to have the the entire topology and how all that connects. Mm -hmm. So now, fast forward to where we are today, uh, not only do we have all of those things that are built out really well, um, but we also have, uh, like you say, the cloud cost management capabilities that uh, that are really important for organizations today that are running uh, hybrid platforms. You know, they have some on on premises, they have some in the cloud, um, they have multi cloud, so they're in AWS, Azure, or GCP, or others. And and for an organization to really know what's going on in, in their infrastructure. They need that visibility uh, for both on-prem and uh, and in the cloud, and so uh, that's kind of how we we got to where we are today is just by uh, trying to stay ahead of of the the trends in the market and and providing those capabilities for organizations so they could be more competitive in their environments. Yeah. Well, what you were talking about, uh, you know, was interesting to me from the point of view of uh, the complexity of uh, IT environments these days. And I guess managing those uh, becomes uh, quite a trick. But I noticed, uh, again, uh, in in one of the papers that I saw that you had done, uh, that you don't want to make the uh, environment less complex. You just want to figure out a way to uh, break it down into these four pillars. So uh, why don't we pick up from there and why don't you break that down for us, what the pillars are and, and what they mean. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when we look at, at infrastructures in general, you're absolutely right. It's more of a, how do we make it easier for organizations to see what they have? Uh, we spoke with one organization um, uh, before they became a customer of ours and they, they kind of confided in us and said, we don't know 
what's what we have in our environment. We don't actually know everything that we have in our infrastructure. Uh, and that comes from uh, uh, teams spinning up new hardware to do some tests. Um, I've talked to some organizations where they say, yeah, we had a problem. We couldn't figure out what the cause was, and so we just decided to throw more hardware at it. <laughs> and, mm. and that doesn't really solve that well, problem yeah. very well, right? You know, never a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, exactly. So, and and that gets expensive too, right? And so, um, so these organizations uh, they have kind of this sprawling IT, and how do they manage it? And uh, and and then how do they how do they tweak it to to optimize and uh, and create some really good performance? So, like you say, we have these four pillars. Uh, four pillars around uh, health, um, being able to understand the health of your overall infrastructure, um, the the capacity uh, that your infrastructure is able to provide, and then how much that's costing you, both um, in the cloud as well as on-prem, um, and then uh, being able to manage your migrations. Uh, so whether you need to move those migrations uh, to the cloud or back on-prem or um, or move from one data center to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, in the the health portion of that, you know, ensuring that your your systems are uh, healthy. Uh, you talked about tool sprawl, and a lot of people have tools to monitor certain things and other tools that that look at other things. Uh, so where do you get that overall visibility from? Uh, to make sure that one system flags something and then another one, you know, uh, might have to react to that in some way. Uh, so, you know, how do, how do they kind of get that overarching uh, view of everything? Yeah, good question. Uh, so originally, uh, we had what uh, what's commonly called uh, probes and taps, where we would provide hardware uh, that you would actually install it within your infrastructure, and we'd be able to capture that that data at a very high granular uh, level of insight. And we've since then evolved into uh, providing some, some good uh, software-based applications that, that can ingest that information across the entire infrastructure, and uh, whether that's your storage, compute, or, or network. Um, and then uh, we can create um, alerts based off of whether it's tolerances uh, you set or the ones that we recommend that you set. Um, and then uh, once those alerts are in place, one of the things that we also do is we layer on uh, some very important AI capabilities. So you're not getting inundated with alerts, especially if it's based off of the seasonality of your business, right? Uh, and so if you have um, uh, some of these native tools, you know, these native tools are, are powerful. They can help you see what's going on with a specific set of uh, your infrastructure. Um, but that's that's a pretty much the focus that they'll be able to provide. You'll you're going to need something that can see the the complete end to end visibility uh, of your right. of your environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, let's move on now to talk about capacity. Uh, boy, that's always kind of uh, voodoo science uh, slash art. Uh, you know, it's really hard to predict. I mean, well, it's not that hard, obviously, if you're a, a hardware store and, and you know, you're, you're stocking snow shovels for a heavy winter, but then winter never comes and you're stuck with all the shovels. So, you know, com- planning for capacity, uh, you know, in, in your infrastructure, uh, how much of that is guesswork? You know, how close can people get? It really seems like a balancing act. You want to have enough capacity. You don't want to buy more than you need. Uh, how, are, how are organizations dealing with that? 
Yeah, and I, I love what you say. It really is an art and a science. Um, the the science comes from what the data is telling you. And any infrastructure performance monitoring or management tool you're using, you get some of this good data, right? And then the art piece comes from your ability to uh, to take that in context with what's happening within your environment, whether it's uh, internal factors like you're changing your company strategy um, or you're you're making different investments in new projects or growth. And then you have some external factors too, like hey, there are some industry changes, or there's uh, there's a, a change in the economic environment, or changes in political geopolitical behaviors, whatever it is. So you can get this data that's already uh, AI based, uh, that's serving up good insights and recommendations, and then you layer your own insights um, as to what you know you need to be doing uh, in the in the future. What's What's nice about that, one of the, the key benefits is that allows you to get ahead of uh, these buying cycles. So we've talked to organizations where they're they're in a crunch, they gotta get capacity now. And so that leaves them at the mercy of whatever hardware is available at the time, mm-hmm. at whatever price uh, that uh, they're willing to sell it for. Um, and, uh, and so it, it makes it more challenging for these organizations. But if you have better planning, then you can say, hey, you know what? Um, I can, I can buy this hardware, uh, when I need it, as opposed to feeling like I have to be very reactionary. So this allows organizations to be more proactive. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we're seeing from organizations is, um, moving away from the standard refresh cycles. So, uh, companies will, will have a, a typical three year, uh, hardware refresh where they say, okay, it's, it's time to go completely uh, swap out all of this hardware, which is expensive and time consuming. And what a good infrastructure performance management tool can do um, is it can let you sweat your assets a little bit longer uh, while giving you the performance uh, that you need from that uh, from that hardware and giving you better confidence that it is going to perform uh, the way you need it to uh, for, for much longer than you might uh, have expected if you just went with a standard refresh cycle. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so data, obviously, the key to all of this. And I guess your decisions are only as good as the data that you collect. That's a huge, huge point. You're exactly right. Um, some infrastructure performance monitoring and management tools um, will will gather data insights for, you know, maybe maybe 18 hours. Um, or sometimes it's about uh, two or three days where they'll, they'll hold on to those insights and then provide recommendations that way. Um, and that, that amount of time doesn't give organizations uh, the, the quality of the data they need to see what seasonality they have uh, to really start building long-term trends. Um, and so uh, what you're really going to need is something that can give you at least a 12-month vision of how your infrastructure has been performing, um, ideally longer than that, so that way you can make more intelligent decisions. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so moving on to the third pillar, which is cost. I know uh, people are talking about FinOps these days as a, a critical piece to help uh, organizations manage their, their cloud spends and, and what have you. So, um, yeah, I know a lot of uh, the uh, cloud providers, you know, have usage-based uh, charging, and uh, you know, uh, I've, I've spoken to people who say, well, the low-hanging fruit is when somebody spins up an environment, you know, and then forgets to shut it off. 
but they say cost management is really an enterprise-wide uh, deal that's got to have uh, a lot of people involved more than um, just IT. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I 100% agree. And uh, I actually listened to one of your earlier episodes about this, uh, where it's it used oh, so to be, <laughs> yeah, with um, the the gentleman from the uh, the FinOps Foundation. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, fan- fantastic episode. If uh, anybody listening to this now hasn't listened to that, you should go uh, take a, a listen to that one too. It's just uh, excellent insight. Love the um, plug. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so I will I won't repeat much of what he said here because I want people to go listen to that one too. But, but it's it goes beyond just trying to make. Um, whoever's in charge of financial decisions happy by keeping costs low. Um, it's more about how are we being strategic in growing our business. Um, and uh, and so we're, we're seeing that with, you know, organizations would move to the cloud because they thought, hey, we're going to save a lot of money and this is going to be great. And then they get there and at first that's true, but then as they build stuff, uh, they it starts to increase costs and they go, well, hey, wait a second. We, we were supposed to see lower bills and what's happening now? And uh, and so, um, and that's actually led to probably some uh, more visible announcements with people saying, "Hey, we're going to uh, repatriate our workloads from the cloud to to go back on prem." And what we're seeing, though, like so, there are some people seeing that, right? But what we're seeing on the whole is that uh, people are are more or less starting to be smarter with where they run those workloads. Um, that uh, just running to the cloud does not mean that you're going to be able to, to, to perform things in a way that you thought would be more strategic. Uh, you have to have a, strate- uh, a good strategy in place before you, you make that move. Um, and so uh, what we're seeing is that people with a good FinOps strategy in place, they're not solely focused on reducing costs as it is growing smartly with goals in place. Um, Another exciting area that we're seeing right now um, is in M&A activity and where tools like um, like ours or other cloud cost management um, uh, offerings um, are helping companies understand what it was that they just bought uh, <laughs> from uh, from another company. Yeah. Um, one organization we, we connected with, um, they said that they had uh, zero visibility into uh, the, the the cloud environments that they had just acquired from this other smaller company that they brought in. And and the issue there was the company they bought didn't have anything documented. Um, and so they spent some time trying to figure out, well, what's really there? So they deployed our tech and very quickly uh, found stuff that uh, was either redundant or, you know, like you say, some of the low-hanging fruit and mm-hmm. immediately got to reduce a bunch of their costs there, but then also found some nice synergies that they were able to put into place to help them run things more more efficiently. Fantastic. Okay, so the final pillar, uh, migration, which uh, deals with, uh, you know, uh, migrating workloads either from, uh, uh, you know, in, on-premise to a public cloud or from one cloud to another cloud. And uh, so what's involved with uh, managing that and how does that, um, uh, is it mostly around cost uh, or are there other factors? Yeah, uh, cost is definitely uh, a concern for some. I think more and more people are starting to look at performance mm-hmm. um, and uh, and what that can look like. Um, there's uh, there have been several examples here recently where people are are looking for ways to model out uh, how their workloads will perform before they go. You know, it's the kind of the tagline of 
uh, know before you go. And, uh, and so if they can have uh, a proper testing environment to say, okay, well, where does this really perform its best? Is it in Azure or is it AWS or GCP? And what, uh, what some companies are surprised to see is uh, that oftentimes for certain critical workloads, it actually performs really well on-prem. Um, and then the next piece of that is, okay, well, now they're modernizing their their uh, their on-premises infrastructure, going from you know regular hard drives to SSDs or what have you, and and changing your hardware is going to change the way your applications perform, right? Uh, and so you want to know what that looks like before you uh, before you start migrating your workloads over there. Um, another thing that organizations are learning now, um, and where I think, uh, what was the stat? It was something like. 80 or 90% of migrations uh, fail. Um, and a big part of that is because they take the lift and shift approach as opposed to looking at um, um, application dependencies, um, both on other applications, but then on the infrastructure that supports them, right? Right. Um, and so you get a really good infrastructure performance monitoring or management tool that can give you that visibility into, okay, this is how uh, these applications um, are supported on your infrastructure. Then you can start creating move groups, right? You can start saying, okay, well, these ones, uh, these applications, we're going to move together, um, and then we're going to create these batches, and then it just it leads to much more successful uh, migrations uh, for organizations, whether it's, like you say, to the cloud or to other other environments. Exactly. Great. All right. So, folks, that's the four pillars of multi-cloud management. Uh, we've been speaking with James Harper, Director of Product Marketing at Vertana. James, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah, good insights here. I think people can uh, benefit from listening. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a good thing. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, again, I'd like to thank uh, our listeners for joining us uh, for this uh, this episode. And until next time, I'm Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of IT Ops Times, saying so long for now. 